welcome to Impact Across Asia, a thought leadership series exploring responsible and inclusive business practices brought to you by Community Business. This piece was originally published on the Community Business website. Having joined Community Business in April, my first introduction to the company and the members or clients of this organization was through our conference, What's Race Got to Do With It? We spent three days attempting to narrow down what race and racial discrimination consisted of in Asia and how we should approach it individually and within organizations. We walked through our research, which demonstrates that this is a priority. 81% of over 2,000 employees surveyed highlighted that they expect organizations to address it internally and externally. Now, while there were a lot of great takeaways from this conference, Do you know what the biggest was for me? It was the fact that many organizations are not discussing it, which means that many organizations are not addressing it. That leaves a major gap in all of our D&I agendas. Now, as someone who is considered a minority here in Asia and in my home country of the United States, the first thing that comes to mind when working with organizations that are deciding on whether to discuss this is that this discussion This choice is a privilege. The impacted are not given a choice on whether to have this conversation. Our employee stories from the second phase of our race and culture research project show that racial discrimination impacts several groups of people throughout Asia, from subtle microaggressions to systematic barriers. This is supported by our research, which details racial discrimination in organizations impacting access, job opportunities, career development, and more. If creating diverse, equitable, and inclusive spaces is our end goal, we cannot continue to shy away from this discussion. The data to support this is substantial. From our own survey to McKinsey's research statistics on diversity and inclusion, improving businesses' bottom line, to metrics around employee engagement and satisfaction. All these numbers demonstrate the need to discuss racism within business walls and outside of them. Now, I'm not saying this is easy. I am saying, however, it is imperative. One takeaway from the conference is that we should all address racism as a social responsibility. We see increased articles highlighting racial discrimination and the awareness of it. From the CNA study in Singapore, to the most recent hate speech case in Japan. If we continue to use the reasons of racism doesn't exist in Asia, or racism is not as prevalent as it is in the West, or we must define it before getting started. If we continue to use these reasonings to delay our actions, we will lose the trust of our employees, many of whom do not have the luxury of waiting. So the question is, How do we do this? Now, as a black woman from North America, I recognize the way I'm accustomed to having this conversation does not necessarily work in this cultural context. However, there are a few aspects that do remain the same. The first is education. Now, along with our training on unconscious bias, we need to actively train on what racism is and how it impacts organizations from point of talent attraction and recruitment to performance management and more. We need to educate on what it means to be anti-racist individually and organizationally. What are the expectations of employees in calling this out? The second point is to shed light on it. This could be through storytelling and lived experiences. 
which can be quite powerful in bringing this to life and demonstrating the harmful impact on individuals and organizations. Ensure that your organization's stance against racism is clear and that there are clear, transparent policies in place. Last but not least of my suggestions, it's creating safe spaces. We are all familiar with the term and need for psychological safety, but I would be remiss if I did not reiterate it here. Give spaces for the marginalized to speak. Ask the appropriate questions and listen effectively. Be transparent about the reason for having these conversations and let actions speak louder than words in demonstrating the objective of fighting and eradicating racial discrimination. Now we have put together our recommendations on how to address racism in Asia-based organizations. And this can be found in the third phase of our research. But my own personal primary recommendation, just start, just start. We often want and strive for perfection. We gather data, we create plans, we vet said plans, all in the hopes of being 100% right when creating policies and processes. And this comes with wearing HR hats. But what employees value more in this space is transparency, acknowledging the problems and being transparent with plans along the way, which allow for accountability. This is much more important than perfection. So let us all be open to learning and in trying and experimenting. We may stumble and get it wrong, but the beautiful part of this journey is the learning and growth on the way to getting it right. Thank you for listening to Impact Across Asia. To access further editions of this series and to find out more, visit communitybusiness.org.